Okay, let's see if we can do this one more time, guys, because uh, apparently what I suspected was fact. Um, yeah, Windows decided to do a update, a virus bit a virus and virus and protection update. And again, like I said, well, like I said originally in that video before I deleted it. Um, they need, and I've said this before, they need to let us know when they're going to do that. Because not everybody's going to be, you know, all for it. Okay, nobody's going to be all for it. Let's be honest. Alright. Nobody, nobody's going to be all for it. We all know that. You know, they, they, they need to be more careful about that. that that's, that's what I'm looking at. They need to be more careful. You know, they just need to give notifications, put it out, put it on the upper right, upper left, bottom left, bottom right, and just say, look, we're doing an update uh, for the virus, for Windows security, virus protection, don't use your computer for the next 10, 20 minutes. That's all they have to say. That's all they have to say, but they don't. They don't do that because apparently, uh, 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 and you know, to quote JD from NY206, call me a conspiracy theorist, if you will, but it's it's almost like, in a way. It, it's almost like in a way they they're trying to send a message of hey. You wanna you wanna pause our updates, you wanna pause the things that allow us to allow you, if you will, to to run your computer. Like you 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 wanna pause it? Well then guess what? We're going to we're gonna teach you a lesson. We're gonna make sure you. Your computer, you know, suffers a little bit. And to me, it's like, no, you don't do that. You know, you don't, you don't do that whatsoever. Okay. You don't, you don't do that whatsoever. You don't, you don't basically say that. You just, again, you just come out and you say, look, I don't want people, you, you just come out and say, look, don't pause the updates. That's all you have to say. Don't pause the updates. All right. That's all you have to fucking say. You know, you you shouldn't be um, basically causing people to be like, oh well, how can I do? How can I do my? You know, it's like, why is my computer acting up? Why can't I do a proper live stream? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Don't do that. Just come out and say, look, you know, do the update, be done with it, and we'll leave you alone. But you know why people don't do the update, guys? You want to know why? Because they don't know what's going to happen. Thankfully, nothing really happens, but it's just... But I think it's also the fact that it's the same old update they see all the time. You know, it's just, oh, we've got to build this up. We've got to fix this. We've got to fix that. And it's like, okay, fine. But what's, but what's the point if it's not going to be a big, big update? Like, I can understand if it's going to change the outlook of the computer of the you know of the computer you know you know for what it is and all that I can understand that all right I can understand if it's going to change the outlook of the computer like you know the main menu when you log in and stuff like that I get it but if it's not going to be that kind of an update then don't constantly do it every month maybe every few months just say hey we're going to do this update and that's it like like the updates that you do regularly if you want them to be you know, sustainable and everything, then all you have to do is just say, hey, this update's going to take this much space, it's going to take this long, or it's going to go through all these different steps, and then say the next time you have to update could be within three months, and then that's it. You give fans a break. Give fans a break from that. Because if you don't give fans a break, or consumers, I should say, not just fans, but consumers, you don't give consumers a break, it's going to piss them off. I know, it, you know why? Because it pisses me off. And I know I'm not, gonna, I'm not alone. Okay? I'm, I'm not alone in that field. Okay? You know, I'm not alone in that field. That, that's all I'm going to say. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to like update stuff, you know, then don't do it every month. Do it every few months. You know? 
Do, do you think, do you think, <laughs> it's just me. Do you think anybody really likes it? You know? Do you think anybody really cares? If you will. You know? Think, do you think anybody really cares? But again, do you think people really, really care? And everything? Do you think they, do you think they really care if it's, it's a monthly update? No, they don't. They don't care. Because to them, what should matter is if you're going to do an update, do it when it's necessary. You know? You know, you know. You know, you know, do it when it's necessary and everything, you know? Don't always constantly drag it out for people to watch. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't constantly drag it out for people to watch all the time. I'm have to deal with. You know, it's real simple. You know, if you're gonna update See, one of the major updates you're going to do is from now on, people are going to get notifications as to when this is going to happen or that's going to happen and be done with it. That's it. That way people will be like, okay, at this, because like, let's imagine 30 minutes in, you say, okay, we're going to, you, you put a notification up and you say, okay, at this time in 30 minutes, we're going to do a virus and protection update. Don't use your computer for the duration of 15 to 20 minutes. You know, let us do our job. If you do that, then fine. People are cool. People are fine. You know, people are fine. And, my, and there's an example of that right there. You know, think. You, you do that, then fine. People are fine. People are cool. You know. You know. But don't constantly just interrupt them and say, hey, we're going to do a virus scan and, and everything. Don't, don't constantly interrupt them with that. that that's. You know, that, that's what I look at. Don't, don't constantly up, uh, you know, you know, bother them with that unless it's, you know, unless it's going to be important is what I'm trying to say. Unless it's going to be important. So to me, you know, I just have to get that off my chest before I talk some wrestling here because it really bugs me. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that it bugs. So if I'm Microsoft, if I'm Linux, if I'm Apple, if I'm IBM, if I'm Google, if you will, then I do not... Then if I'm going to do an update for whatever software I've pre-installed pre, I have pre on the computer, then I don't always do it, you know, on a constant basis. What I do with that update, what I do with that update is I do it every few months. If it's a major update, I can understand that, hey, the next month we got this coming. We know it's, you know, it doesn't fall through what we're saying. But just, you know, and then, you know, fine. We get it. You got to do something there. We get it. But... Again, don't don't go out there, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go out there and basically say, "Hey, we gotta update your computer. We gotta update the computer every month with the same old updates you always do." If it's not going to be something fans or it's not consumers are interested in, then don't put it out there. Okay, don't put it out there. If I'm you, from here on in, I just say, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do." And that's it. You know, that's it. Here's what I'm going to do. Be done with it. You know. You know, here's what I'm going to do. And be done with it. That's it. You know. You know, don't. Don't always, you know, assume whom people are going to tolerate that. Because they're not. They are not going to tolerate it. I can tell you that. Honestly, they are not going to tolerate it, you know, um, whatsoever. They're not. 
they're not going to tolerate it and that's a fact and I think anybody watching this knows that you know nobody's going to tolerate it but anyway I'll put a timestamp in the description you know when I re-upload this maybe for you guys can check it out and I do apologize for any delays uh, but anyway let's let's talk some wrestling here shall we now, first of all, with WWE, we know that we are now po in the post-SummerSlam direction, heading towards, um, heading towards basically payback um, in the first week of September. And a lot of stuff has happened already in the past 48 to 20, 24, basically 48 to 72 hours. Uh, first of all, news came out that Endeavor, Endeavor, if you will, along with the uh, WWE executives um, wanted a changing of the guard. Yeah, that's right. They wanted a changing of the guard, if you will, when it came to Monday Night Raw. Well, I wouldn't say changing of the guard, but kind of a mixture of, you know, um, a, a kind of a shake-up, if you will, of the commentary team. And that is, of course, you know, Michael Cole and... Michael Cole was looked at as the voice of WWE, who was on SmackDown primarily for the almost past year. On well, I wouldn't say the past year, but I'd say for the past six, seven months, uh, along with Wade Barrett, him and Wade had been moved over to Monday Night Raw. Well, uh, well, that team of you know, well, that Raw team of Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves have been moved over to SmackDown. Now, what's interesting? is Michael Cole is going to be the lead announcer on SmackDown as well. He's going to stay there while Patrick will be color commentary and Graves will be color commentary. Well, um, Patrick, I think, in my opinion, the reason he's sticking around and he's being placed in this three-man booth, you know, along with Cole and Graves, is so he can learn from Cole. So he can learn, you know, from Cole. He can basically, you know, leech off, you know, that learning that learning tree that branch or leech off the a branch or branch by branch of that learning tree known as Michael Cole so that he eventually will be ready you know to be uh, on his own or with someone like Corey or Wade down the line when Michael takes a step back I think that's why Kevin Patrick you know is on you know is kept on there because they see potential in the guy they see basically I think uh, they see, I think they see potential. What I'm saying is, they see potential in the guy, and they probably see a younger Michael Cole, or and this incarn this modern day version of Michael Cole. So I think that's why they're keeping him on because he they, he reminds them of Michael, and because he reminds them of him, you know that's why they're keeping him on board. You know that way, you know again when Michael transitions to the back, and everything, you know down the line, and someone like Patrick and then maybe eventually Vic Joseph come on, you know, you know, uh, what I'm trying to say is that, okay, the reason Michael Cole is, you know, Kevin Patrick is still there, on Smack, is on SmackDown now with Corey and Michael, is because again, as I was saying, he can learn from the learning tree of Michael Cole, and that when Michael Cole does transition to the back, to the back, uh, backstage and everything, and more of a producer role, coaching role, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, basically Kevin Patrick will be essentially ready to be once again on his own, or with, you know, just Corey or Wade, and then maybe down the line when Vic Joseph, if he's still around with the company, gets called, you know, gets called back up, you know, to, to be part of it and everything, you know, to be part of Raw or SmackDown, then... You know, then basically, um, we'll have, you know, we'll, we won't have anything to worry about or criticize. And I think that's what Endeavor and those at WWE uh, looked at. Uh, and hello, Jay Mon Yo, John Jay Mon Yo, thank you for joining me. First time chatter here in the live chat. Um, Logan Paul and Ricochet, um, I will say this the way it ended, I think we are going to get a rematch. We are going to get a rematch. I don't know if it'll be a payback, but it might be either Extreme Rules, which I think would be better suited for them. Extreme Rules, or it could be Survivor Series. It'd be one of those two. It won't be a payback yet, but it'll mostly be at Extreme Rules or 
uh, Survivor Series. So we will get a rematch. Do not, do not worry about that. Um, just drinking some coffee there. Um, but yeah, that's basically. That's basically what I think is going to happen there because, you know, you can't just be one and done. I mean, you put Ricochet in the number one contenders match that he didn't win on Raw last night, and that's great, but you can't just end it there. You can't just end it there. So I think it's going to be Ricochet and Logan Paul too, um, you know, either at Extreme Rules or at Survivor Series. That's what I'm thinking. Because I think what they want to do with Ricochet and Logan Paul is they want to create a rivalry, some kind of like rivalry if you will between the two you know just like they're doing with Rollins and Rhodes they're trying to you know trying to establish that rivalry and everything I think that's what they're going to try to do here for Logan Paul and Ricochet that's just my opinion but getting back to what I was talking about uh essentially you know essentially um you know you're looking at you know when you look at this announcing an uh, you know um commentating change if you will again like I said in my opinion it is done to, no, it's not only done to make the product more appealing, especially during these TV rights deals and everything that people are bringing up as being the, the legit reason, but it's also being done because, again, if they didn't, if they weren't fond of Kevin Patrick, they would have said, Kevin, we're going to make you, you know, an interviewer now and that's it, right? They could have done that or they could have said, you know what? We're going to put you on NXT level up as the play-by-play guy there so you can learn along with the NXT talent there. They could have done that, but they didn't because they see potential in Kevin Patrick. And I think they look at him as this generation's Michael Cole. You know, when Michael Cole was coming up in the late 90s and early 2000s under JR, you know, Jim Ross, I think they see the same here with Kevin Patrick, and that's why he's staying on board and why they are specifically um, putting him. And I do apologize for the lag, guys. I do apologize. Uh, but this is why they are specifically putting him, you know, um, you know, with Michael Cole. They're specifically putting him with Michael Cole right now because of the fact that they see, you know, they see him basically as a younger Michael Cole. This version, this incarnation's version of Michael Cole. And I do apologize, you know, for the lag if you're getting any lag here, guys. Uh, again, it's, um, you know, it's the computer, it's, uh, it does this at times. I, I don't know why it does this. You know, I do apologize. I think it's the internet sometimes. It's, you know, it's just the internet. It's, you know, it's loading and everything and it just does this at times. It's like, wait, wait, let me do this, let me do this, let me do that. And it's like, okay, we get it. So the player's not working I mean, you probably you probably can see me. You know, let me know if you can see me and all that. You can hear me, so I would appreciate that. Um, but yeah, basically. Oh, there we go. It popped back up. I told you it's something with the internet. It's like anytime your computer or your PC, you can, your PC or your laptop loads, and everything. It's like it's just it's got to stop everything you're doing and be like, wait, 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 wait. Let me do this. Like clean, 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 clean. It's like it's like it just does that. And again, it should pop some kind of notification up saying, "Uh, wait, 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 sorry, disrupt activity. We're doing update." You know, is that so hard to do? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I think this is why Kevin Patrick, in my opinion, you know, is staying. You know. Uh, is staying on, you know, on, on com- color commentary. I think that's why he's staying. Because he's going to learn from Michael Cole like Michael Cole learned from JR. And now look where Michael Cole is and everything because of that. And I, again, I think it's because they see potential in Kevin Patrick. They see him as this generation's Michael Cole. And from what people have said, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy outside the ring. So. You know, I think that I think honestly, him being part of a three-man booth on SmackDown, you know, uh, on Fox, pretty much a little bigger, a little bit more bigger audience than USA. I think that's a good move. I think that's a good move 
uh, for WWE and for him because it's going to help him in the long run. Because he has, he has that potential. You can hear it in his voice, in the, you know, in the way he you know presents himself. You can you can hear it that he has that it factor. He's just got to improve it. He's just got to you know bring it out more. And I think being around Michael Cole is going to help him out, in my opinion. Now, speaking of Raw last night, you know, speaking of Raw last night, a lot of people were praising it because it felt more Triple H NXT like, and it did, it did feel that way. And I and I've said this on YouTube, and you'll hear this again on YouTube when this goes on over there um, uh, this weekend because, of course, I'm currently suspended right now because of. Um, activity, uh, basically providing a link to something that, you know, was deemed inappropriate. But, you know, what are you going to do? But anyway, you know, uh, long story short, you know, I've said on YouTube various times, various times, that, you know, you have to be patient, if you will. That, you know, you can't just assume something, even though you have the right to assume it, you can't just assume something because sooner or later you're going to get proven wrong or you're going to see that maybe that wasn't the case. Now, I'm not saying that Vince McMahon didn't have a say in a lot of things, you know, in the past several months uh, post-WrestleMania. I'm not saying that. I mean, there were some things he did have a say in and there were things that Triple H had a say in. I'm more inclined to say Triple H had more of a say than people were letting on. Yeah, Vince had final say in all that. There's no doubt. And you could see that, but I think... Hunter had more of a final say in what occurs in that ring than anybody else did. I really do. I think he had more of a say. I think he had more of a say what happens out in that ring, you know, segment-wise, wrestling-wise, whatever, than anybody else. The only reason that I believe he always kind of did certain things that felt very Vince-like at times, even when, even when Vince would call in or, you know, check in and everything... It's because he wanted to keep Vince off his case. You know, this is why sometimes you would see Omos show up. Or you would see this happen. And you say, well, that's very Vince-like. It's because if Vince wasn't there in everything, if he wasn't really there, and he wasn't like, let's say, one night or one week not going to have final say and say, hey, I trust your judgment, Triple H. I, I trust your judgment, Paul. The only reason you would see things that were felt very Vince like, even if like during those kind of weeks where he would say, Hey, I trust your judgment. I'm going to trust your judgment. You have the final say, Paul. The only reason you would see Paul Levesque, Triple H, do those kind of things that were very Vince like is to make him happy, to keep him off his back. Like, you know, I could see, in my opinion, I could see, you know, uh, Triple H talking with Bruce, being like, Okay, how do I keep Vince off my case? Because you know, as well as I do, you could see it with your own eyes, Bruce. That I'm doing a better job. Everybody can see it. What would you do? And Bruce probably told him. Well, Bruce probably just took him aside. Or Bruce, well, took, not took him aside, but Bruce and Kevin, but mostly Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard, I think took him aside and said, well, if I was you, I would do this that Vince likes to see happen. I would put this person out there that Vince likes to see put out there. And that's it. You know, do it in the way Vince would do it with those guys or those people or those segments. And we should be good to go. You should have Vince off your back. And it seems once in a while when he would do that, what happens the following week? We get a very more pro Triple H, you know, production on both Raw and SmackDown. You know, so to me, I think, you know, so to me, you know, when I look at last night's Raw and everybody praising it as being very Triple H NXT like, well, having an NXT feel to it. You know, yeah, you could see that. You can, you could see that difference, but also the fact, also the fact that I, I do believe it confirms, it confirms that yes, Triple H has been running things mostly, but the only reason we get certain things in, a, you know, certain things in the past couple of months, probably more so than ever, in a very Vince-like, you know, scenario, or certain people not being pushed when they should be, is because Hunter is making decisions. Like I'm sure he's on the phone. Home with Johnny Gargano, he's on the phone with this person or that person saying, look, I want to bring you back, but right now, Vince, he's watching things very closely. Uh, I'm going to have to hold you back, but don't worry, you'll be on main event. We'll have you go out and do this and, you're, and everything. And that's it. Triple H knows what to say. 
He knows what to say to keep the talent from worrying. He knows how to calm the river, if you will. He knows how to calm that river. And that's a good thing to see. That is a good thing to see. And now my computer is not loading right now, so it's, it's something. It's like early portion of the morning, you got to just deal with it or something. But anyway, and I, I think that's a good thing to see. I think that's a good thing to hear that, you know, he's at least trying to, in my opinion, you know, I'm not there, but in my opinion, he's trying to calm the storm, be like, look, this is how it is right now because the old man's watching. I apologize, but don't worry. I'm going to try to do what I do best that you guys like. And then that's it. I think that's, I think that's the whole scenario right there. I think that's the whole freaking scenario. But as far as Raw went last night, like I said, outside of the new changing commentary, everybody was happy. Everybody enjoyed it. It felt like, you know, when Vince went away. You know, people felt like it was a show that was, that had very little, if any, Vince involvement. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and deny to you guys that, you know, Bruce Pritchard, as someone like JD or anybody else puts it, you know, you know, I'm not going to sit here and deny to you guys that Bruce probably wasn't texting Vince or calling Vince when Triple H wasn't looking and being like, hey, Vince, what do we do about this Friday on SmackDown? Or, hey, Vince, Triple H is making it more about NXT, making it more NXT-like. What do we do? I'm not denying that Bruce probably didn't do that or anything. I'm not denying that. But I guarantee you, Vince is probably telling him, look, he's probably telling him, well, Bruce, um, as much as I would like to do anything, I... I um, honestly can't do anything right now because I'm on medical leave. And if I do anything, even, you know, uh, approve a script or try to say change this, it's going to go against me being on leave. So I can't do that. So I think honestly, you know, so I think honestly he is on the phone with him or he's texting him. And Vince is probably telling him, look, you know, just just ride it out until I try to get back there. And it, we don't know when Vince is going to get back. For all we know, Vince may not be back for at least another year. We don't know how long life-altering, extensive spinal surgery, you know, recovery from that for someone in their late 70s, early 80s. We don't know how long that takes to recover from and everything. Because you, because if you're Vince McMahon, and or for anybody of any age, you got to go through rehab, you got to go through all that just to get yourself going again. So we don't know how long it's going to be. So as the old saying goes, oh, and people have said this, we might as well enjoy it while we can, hopefully. We might as well enjoy it while we can. But yeah, it was apparently everybody was praising it last night, saying it was a good um, Monday Night Raw, and hopefully SmackDown will be the same. It'll be the same. Now, as far as NXT goes tonight, we don't know if they're going to take the title off Dominic or not. I mean, Ray's going to be there with, you know, Dragon Lee's corner. So we don't know if they're going to take the belt off Dominic, you know, or what's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see what they do as far as tonight's NXT goes. Because apparently the storyline that now is getting back on track is there is dissension in the Judgment Day. There's dissension, you know, in the Judgment Day and all that. And it caused, and it's caused Finn to lose his match. It caused them to lose the tag match last, the six-man tag last night, and now could it be a trifecta? Could Dominic end up losing his NXT title tonight? His NXT North American title, we'll have to see. But uh, overall, you know, overall it's been a pretty good, overall, pretty good 24 hours for, or less than 24 hours. Uh, it's been a pretty good, I'll put it this way, 12 hours, maybe 24 by the time you watch this. Uh, for WWE 4872 except for the backstage stuff because apparently there are some talents that are frustrated with what's going on you know Kevin Owens is frustrated for the fact that the tag titles aren't being elevated the way they should be and everything since you know Wrestlemania hopefully that changes I mean we got the new day back so hopefully that brings you know that brings a uh, you know an uptake in the tag team division and all that so hopefully, we'll, hopefully, you know, things will start rolling now and everything. But he wasn't happy about that. And he voiced his frustration. Even acknowledged he has about a year and a half left on his contract. And also acknowledged that he may not be wrestling after that, uh, after a while. So we'll see. 
the other news from came from the camp of Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Becky had a picture she put out there where she was making lemonade and just kind of subtly stating that, you know, might as well try to make lemonade out of these lemons that I can't and everything. So, you know, she was, because she was at home and not at SummerSlam, you know, where she wanted to be. So, you know, so yeah, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't too thrilled of not being on the card, but Triple H basically, but Triple H basically um, answered um, a question in the press conference where he's like, well, how can they be, how can people be upset about a match that wasn't on the card when it wasn't advertised? You know, so yeah, they weren't happy, but their match will happen next week, be straight up one-on-one. And, and then, basically, we had Seamus voice his frustration, you know, basically talk about, you know, them not, you know, um, capitalizing on his momentum that he's had, and uh, hopefully they can get back to that. Also taking a subtle shot at Roman Reigns and the whole bloodline situation taking up all the TV time and all that. So, so yeah, he there's there's some frustration there. There's no doubt. You know there is frustration. Um, but outside of that frustration, you know, so far everybody has praised and said this has been a good Monday. You know, good. You know, past seventy two ninety six hours for WWE. Um. You know, the only. The only negative news, potentially, is doctors have advised, separate doctors, that is, that both Big E and Randy Orton individually don't get back in the ring. Randy wants to get back in the ring. He feels he's to, he can still contribute. So he's working his damnedest to get back in there. Uh, Big E, though, he's been advised, hey, look, you can't go back because of what happened. You need, But if you want to be with the company, find another position. And he's been told that he's been talked about for a... Uh, color, um, color commentary position, where that would be, you know, with WWE is another story. I mean, he would probably, I mean, if you want to do three-man booths again in WWE on both primary shows, then to me, the best show, in my opinion, best show, in my opinion, would be Monday Night Raw. His buddies are there to put him on Raw. That way you have a face color commentator, a heel commentator, a heel color commentator and Wade Barrett, and then you have your play-by-play guy with Michael Cole. Same as what you're going to have on SmackDown, you know, right now. But again, like I said, with that, it's more about Kevin Patrick learning under the Michael Tr- Michael Cole learning tree, just like Michael Cole learned under the JR learning tree, in my opinion. Um, um, anyway, anyway, though, outside of that, so so far, so good, and they are building up to payback. According to people like JD, it seems that they've already have eight matches ready to go after last night. Shinsuke against Seth, Chad Gable against Gunther, you know, Cody Rhodes maybe against Dominic again, or maybe even Finn, we'll see, or Damian, we'll see. So a lot of things are rocking and popping, if you will, uh, in the company right now going into payback. Um, now, what's interesting, though, is you had Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam shake Cody Rhodes' hand and basically endorse him as being, hey, he's the, he is the guy. He's the guy. You know, everything. And, and I guess in a way, he turned back into a baby face. Maybe. Just just my opinion. Basically, get turned back into a baby face. So, so apparently, there are plans, according to the reports, he's going to be uh, at the October pay-per-view, which I think is Extreme Rules. I think it's Extreme Rules. I'm not really sure. I have to check again. But he's, he's scheduled it for the... He's slated and scheduled for the October Premium Live event. Now, the question, though, is what's his? What's the plan going to be for him? You know, where, where is he going to show up? Is he going to show up on SmackDown? Is he going to show up on Raw? Who's his opponent going to be? We don't know. But I'm going to tell you this right now. And I know people are not going to like to hear this here on Twitch. Nobody's going to like hearing this on Spotify. And later on next week, nobody's going to like hearing this on SmackDown. But I think, honestly, when you look at the bloodline situation and what happened at SummerSlam and some of the things people are pointing out, like how Roman Reigns didn't know Jimmy Uso was going to do what he did. Paul Heyman's reaction, like, 
you know, he knew what was going to happen, but he didn't tell Roman because maybe he's losing faith in Roman being able to do things on his own as the tribal chief, as the champ. You know, you know, he, here's what I think is going to happen. And again, I know people don't don't want to hear this, but I think I think honestly, what they're leading towards or heading towards with all this, you know, with everything going on. I mean, again. We can assume and pretty much have an idea that Paul Heyman is the one that made a deal with Brock Lesnar to take Cody out. And I would not be surprised if Brock shows up on SmackDown uh, this week, if he does, because that would be a huge surprise. He's not advertised, but if he was to do it, I can see Brock revealing to Roman, yeah, you can thank your wise man, my former advocate, for keeping Cody out, for me, keeping Cody out of your hair. Because he made a deal, and maybe he explains that the reason that and maybe he explains to Ro Roman, if Roman has that questionable look, like, what are you talking about? You know, he just says, well, oh, you don't know? Paul Heyman made a deal with me that if I took Cody Rhodes out, he would lift the band that's on me that prevents me from challenging you. And there you go. You can cause a little dissension there to where now Roman basically will keep a close eye, maybe with Solo, keep a very close eye on Paul and say, like, hey, you're not going to make any decisions. You're not going to do anything without my consent. Because basically now you you would open the... You, because basically now you open up the idea of Paul Heyman making a deal with his former client and maybe going back to his former client because he's losing faith in Roman. You know, and also the fact that he doesn't believe Roman would be able to beat Cody a second time around. So, so there you go. So... So yeah, I think again what I think is going to lead to with his leaning towards, and I, and I know people don't want to hear this, is it's going to be another Brock and Roman match. You know, it's going to happen. You can't just sit here and tell me it's not going to happen, because it will. It will happen. You know it. I know it. And again, everybody watching here on Twitch live or watching later here on Twitch, watching on Spotify, and watching on YouTube, maybe even Vimo. You know. Everybody knows that's true. Everybody can see that. Again, I go back to Triple H doing things that would keep Vince McMahon happy. What do you think will keep Vince happy and away from creative, away from Triple H, if you will? Whether we fans want to acknowledge it or not, what do you think would make him happy? Another Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match. You know what's going to happen. Don't deny it. Don't say, don't sit here and say, oh, it would never happen. It will. It will happen. You know, and there's no getting around that. There's no hiding that. Okay, there's no there's no hiding that whatsoever. So to me, that's what we're heading for. Another one of those. Because again, we don't have an answer. The only person that has the answer is either, you know, because again, you think. Cody said when he talked to his mom afterwards, what Brock Lesnar, what, and he met, and he told his mom about what happened in the ring, in post match that was apparently unplanned, or so they say according to what people are pointing out. You know when Brock endorsed Cody. According to Cody, his mom told her that Brock was acknowledging you, a little subtle hint towards Roman Reigns in that situation there. So why would he? So why would she say that? Or why would Brock do that? Right? There's something there. There's something there. And I know people don't want to hear it. I know people don't want to you know, think about another Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match. But, this, but you cannot deny that that's the direction they're heading. In some capacity. Whether Roman's champion or not, you know that's where they're heading. You know that's where they're heading. And if, it, and if it's something that they hold off to, to at least, oh, I don't know... WrestleMania in Minneapolis, which would be 41 apparently, if that happens, if that becomes official, then, then you know what? I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if that becomes the main event of that match, and it's a match where both men's career are on the line, and Brock puts Roman over going out. You know, that that's what I'm thinking. But we'll see. We'll see what WWE has planned. We'll see what Brock has planned. But to me, it feels like we're heading in that direction, just by the subtle hints and clues, you know, here and there. And again, I know people like JD and just Alex and all of them, 
They don't want to hear this. I know they don't want to hear this, but it's a fact. It is an absolute fact that that's where we're heading. Honestly, that is where we're heading. You know, with you know, with this um, whole situation. Because again, one of the hints that Cody brought up in a promo months ago is, you know, Brock Lesnar's advocate or whoever you know, may convince Brock to attack Cody. He brought that up. Why would he bring that up unless there's something to it? You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. But anyway. But anyway, with that said, and again, I will put timestamps in here, especially for those on YouTube watching later on. Um, with that said, let's talk about AEW. And let's talk about the frustration. Now, I did a video on this, which you can find on um, on Spotify. You will see on YouTube and everything uh, at the end of this weekend, hopefully. But let's talk about AEW. And let's talk about what's going on in the women's locker room right now, because apparently there's a lot more going on in that locker room than we're being led on to believe. Because Lefisto, who's an independent legend in this business, she's been going, guys, since, the, since basically a year before I graduated high school. So she's been going for quite some time. And she recently, as of last year, I think, had a, a match on one of the AEW Dark shows. I think Dark Elevation or Dark. And basically, you know, she was brought in. She wasn't under contract, but she was hoping she'd be brought in to maybe get hired on as a coach because she's been around for that long. Or maybe even, you know, a, a coach slash in-ring performer. Well... None of that happened because apparently certain people, mostly a lot of po fingers pointing towards Ruby Soho, um, basically painted her as someone not to be trusted. And, well, let's just say she hasn't quite forgotten. And when the Britt Baker-Taya Valkyrie match happened a week, a little over a week ago, two weeks ago almost, this, uh, two weeks ago this Wednesday, tomorrow night, two weeks ago tomorrow night, and we, in the camera, panned to that that sign saying, book the women's division better. That pretty much became the catalyst, you know, for everybody just, you know, coming out and saying, yeah, Tony Khan, book the division better. Wrestling in general, WWE, AEW, Impact, whatever, book the women's divisions better. And this was enough for Lefisto to latch on to, do an interview with Sean Ross Sapp, and then kind of, also bring it up on Twitter, kind of do like do a Twitter a tweet tweed, a, a branching tweet tweed, if you uh, not tweed, but a branching tweet tree, branching tweet tree, if you will. This was enough for her to basically call out what was going on in the locker room. You know, she basically um, she talked she talked about clicks, crews, Brits crew, if you will. And everything, like, everything is not as it seems, if you will. And everything is not as it seems, and all that. You know, she brought up the fact that Dustin Rhodes was cool with her, but then after Dustin talked to Ruby, Ruby left, and then Dustin had a change of attitude because Ruby and, and Lofisto have a bit of a history. Not very good history because of, you know, potentially two injuries and all that. Uh, Lefisto even kind of hints at the fact in the interview, as well as I think in Twitter, in her Twitter tweet, Twitter tree, if you will, if you that she did. Uh, she even alludes there that um, you know uh, Ruby or somebody in WWE prevented her from getting an opportunity there. So yeah, it just it just has not been a um, you know a good you know I, I guess you could say a good um, vibe that she's had with the women's locker room of AEW or some of the people there that used to work for WWE and work on the indies with her. You know, so it hasn't been a, a very good jellicious vibe. And uh, apparently all the women, and I do apologize for any like you guys, uh, all the women, along with AEW world champion MJF, got onto Twitter and Almost simultaneously, after, you know, Lufisto did the interview with Sean Russap, and I think he even put out those tweets, they blasted her. They blasted her. They went after her and everything. MGF 
probably had the stinger of the of the whole replying and everything according to a lot of people but they went after her and everybody from jd from ny206 he'll you know his uh dynamite co-host for the reviews he'll jesse you know shaitan mark uh, uh just alex of alex's world solo monster every single one of them basically felt that it was just too coincidental that all these women simultaneously, including MJF, were chiming in and basically blasting Lefisto for what she said, saying you you're wrong, it's a lie, da 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 and everything. And it's like, you know you know, and it's like, you know, to them it's understandable if you do it one at a time, like every few hours or maybe every few minute or every few or every fifteen to thirty minutes, but not back to back to back. So they feel that like there was some kind of marching order, if you will, given to them by, you know, uh, either Tony Khan or uh, the higher ups at AEW to basically, you know, put this woman in her place. And uh, apparently that's that's what they tried to do. And what did Lofisto do? She said something else, basically said something along the lines of, well, which, in my opinion, the way I interpreted, the way I interpreted, she basically said something along the lines of, "Well, all you're doing." She didn't exactly say it, but like I said, the way I interpreted, is her response was, "You're just proving me right," and that's all I'm going to say. And then she deactivated her Twitter, and that's it. Now I'm pretty sure she'll bring her Twitter back up later on, but she deactivated it right now because I think honestly she doesn't want to hear any of the bull crap coming from them, any of the lies coming from them, because. A lot of people are feeling that the only reason they're doing this is to make things seem hunky-dory. You know, hunky-dory, if you will, going into All In, the biggest show of the biggest show in company history. Well, they're going to shatter a lot of records, legitimately or not legitimately, depending on how you look at it. But, you know, she, she basically, in my opinion, just said, okay, you know, shoot your mouths off. You're just proving me right and everything. I'll see you later. And she deactivated She'll probably be back after it calms down, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like this does not paint the women's locker room, you know, in a good light. It doesn't. I mean, you even, I mean, this even kind of correlates with what happened with Thunder Rosa a year ago and Brit, the whole Britt Baker thing there. And Britt still doesn't personally like Thunder Rosa. And then even before that, the whole big swole situation. I mean, basically, the wordage of those two, along with what the Fisto is saying, all very identical like like there is something there that doesn't doesn't feel like you know the truth is being told like the truth is in the middle but more in but leaning more in favor of those that are coming out and saying these things against the locker room and it do, again it doesn't paint it doesn't paint the AEW women's locker room if not the overall locker room in general in a very good light so tony khan does have to take care of this and I get, cause I guarantee you, if this reaches WBD, if this reaches Kathleen Finch, if this reaches David Zaslav, who are investing billions and billions of dollars into this company, if you will, giving them another show and all that to feature, to focus more on CM Punk and everything, and also to show that they have trust in this company, if word gets to them about what's going on behind the scenes, they, even though it might you know, attract them to be like, hey, we can bring back all access and, you know, make it to where we will hide the cameras and nobody will actually see what's going on until later. Even though that might attract them to do something like that, I guarantee you it's not going to make them look good because people will then criticize them, especially those that they make deals with, like, oh, you know, because, you know, people they make deals with. And, you know, because those people might be like, well, why are you, why are you investing in this AEW company? It's, it's it's not worth it's not worth investing in because nobody nobody's you know putting their foot down and putting people in their place and stuff like that. It's you know it's one of those situations to where you know you don't you don't know uh, it's one of those situations to where you know you don't know what you know David Zaslav or Kathleen Finch will do if word gets to them about what's going on. That is why you're having apparently according to some people. A lot of the people in the AEW locker room give, being given marching orders, if you will, be given marching orders to simultaneously try to sh quiet Lefisto. And all Lefisto basically did at the end was say, okay, fine. 
you you, you want to try to quiet me down? Not a problem. You know, you're just proving me right, so I'm out. She don't want to deal with it. She don't want to deal with it. So to me, you know, honestly, so to me, honestly, it's one of those situations to where, you know, if I'm Tony Khan, I gather a team together and I say, enough, enough of this crap. Okay, enough of this. We are a family. We are a team. We, should, we need to get along. We need to learn to put our differences aside. We need to squash our beef and do what's right for this company. Basically the same things people want him to do with CM Punk and the Elite. CM Punk and Kenny Omega. You know, and all that. And it looks like we're heading in that direction if what is being hinted at um, for All In, if not to, if not what's going to happen uh, tomorrow night. Uh, well, not tomorrow night, but on or whenever it happens. It happens mostly All In. You know, especially if what's going to happen there becomes a reality. So, you know, if he can get that to be... So if he can get that to actually happen, then in my opinion, it shouldn't be hard for someone like Tony Khan... To, and, his, and his crew to get the women together and say enough of this crap you know if you guys don't want to work together you either have two choices you know choose to work on collision and dynamite exclusively away from each other or you can just hit the bricks you know and be out of here and that's it you know if I'm him I give him that choice I tell Ruby Soho you know and you know I tell I mean, for example if when Thunder Rosa comes back, there's no doubt she'll probably end up on collision. There's no doubt. But if I'm Tony Khan, and I want to put the belt back on Thunder Rosa down the line when she comes, you know, after she's been back for a while. But the person that has an agenda against her is on, you know, you know, is on the on a show that she may have to be on. Then if I'm Tony Khan, I tell Britt Baker, Britt, look, squash this beef with Thunder Rosa right now, or else there's the door. You know, or... Just go and work on collision or whatever. You know, that's what I would do. But apparently, you know, apparently, um, everybody is more inclined, when you really get down to it, more, more people are inclined to, to believe what, um, you know, they're more inclined to believe what, you know, um, th uh, you know, what Lefisto is saying, you know, over this than anybody else. You know, even though she didn't, only even though she had just a brief cup of tea in there, people are more willing to believe what she's saying than they are over what you know Britt Baker and you know uh, Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, and all of them are saying. You know, they're more. You know, they're more willing to believe what they're bringing up, or bring or she's bringing up than anything else, and in and, and in turn, they're also more willing to believe things like what. Thunder Rosa has said about the locker room. They're more, you know, willing to believe things that Big Swole has said about the locker room. They're more inclined to favor them. That that's the question. You know, and that's the thing I should say, not the question. But they're more in favor to uh, support them and believe them than they are. You know, the entire women's locker room of AEW. If not the entire locker room of that company, period. You know, they're more willing to believe them than anything else. Because it's like you would think Tony Khan wanting the most impressive, massive roster, most elite roster, if you will, in the business. You'd think that would be a given for him to want to say, hey, I want the best indie women's one of the best indie women's wrestlers in the business under contract as a coach and in-ring performer in LaFisto. You think that would be, you think that would be basically instant you know, gratification, like, oh, this this is the person I want. You know, this is the person I need to uh, have in my employment. You think that would be easy pickings for him. But it's not. You pass up on it. You pass up on it. And now, more than likely, if people want to say WWE is, you know, petty sometimes, WWE will be like, hey, you don't want LaFisto? We'll pick her up. And they would. They would pick her up. Legitimately. You know, they would pick her up legitimately. But, again, if I'm... But again, you know, people are more inclined, you know, to believe these people that have, you know, 
experienced AEW, you know, as a contract as a contracted talent or just someone trying to get in, they're willing to believe them more than anybody else. They really are. And that that is a shame. That is a shame. Especially when you especially as you're heading into your biggest show of the year. That is a shame. You know, so you know, I, I don't blame I don't blame, you know, a lot of the fans for being more inclined to believe Lefisto and the likes of Big Swole and Thunder Rosa than the rest of that locker room. You know. You know, I, I don't I don't blame them the more inclined to believe them over that over the locker room. But yeah. It's um it's one of those situations to where if I'm if I'm Tony Khan and I don't want this making major news because it may not you know, it may not get to them right away. But you know it's gonna it's gonna, you know, get to them soon. If I'm Tony Khan and I do not want honest truth, if I do not want uh, David Zaslav, if I do not want Kathleen Finch, the people that are investing in me and my company, you know, with you know, WBD. If I don't want them hearing about this more so than ever, you know, then I address this. I take the people in the locker room and I talk to them. Now, apparently, you know, according to Lefisto, that's because she's been in touch with some people. Apparently, that's what Tony Khan did. And Tony Khan basically told him, look, women's wrestling doesn't draw. You guys don't draw. And, you know, for for people to, to hear that, you know, it's, it's, you know, for, for people, for the women in that roster to hear that, it's like, you know, we're trusting you, Tony. You're signing us the contract and yet you're telling us we can't draw? You know, that's not good. Now, some might say that he's doing that to motivate them. And maybe they, maybe that's what it is. But apparently he doesn't believe women can draw. You know, I mean, and what's funny is you had... Akaro Shida and Tony Storm main event the 200 Dynamite, and people would say he that's a that's a reaction that's an instant reaction by Tony Khan being like oh, you know um, people know about what I said or people are hearing about what I said, um, I need to I need to fix that, and that's probably what he did, that's probably what he did. He probably said you know people are hearing things I don't want them to think negative of me don't think I don't want them to think I'm totally against the women, um I'm gonna give them what they want. And that's probably what he did. That's probably what he did. I'm not. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that's exactly what he thought. Or somebody came to him and said, "Hey, you got to do this." People are saying things, but still, it's kind of co- too coincidental. And then you see what's going on with um, with SummerSlam. You saw what was going on with Monday Night Raw for WWE. Again, you don't think WWE's not going to take advantage of that and say, "Okay, Tony, you don't want to book your women properly? I'll show you how it's done." And that's why we saw what we did. And we're probably going to see that more. The thing is, the thing is, what's going on with the women's division, that does need to be addressed. And Tony Khan, he needs to meet with the women again. And he needs to apologize to them and say, look, I didn't mean by saying you don't draw. I'm just saying try better. All I'm suggesting is try to do better so that you can get people talking about you more than the men. In other words, encourage them to be like, hey, prove you're better than us men. You know, prove it by going out there and doing things we wouldn't even doing things and saying things, having matches that we wouldn't do, or something like that. That's what I would do if I'm Tony Khan. But yeah, it doesn't paint the AEW women's locker room in a in a good light. It really doesn't. Um, as far as the rest of AEW goes, um, again, you know, we we're heading into All In, and apparently there are a couple of matches. Um, hopefully, I don't get no lag here. If I do, I do apologize. Um, let me try to get this here. I think they have some matches lined up. Let me see if they do. Well, they only have one right now. But apparently, and that's MJF and Adam Cole, but apparently they are hinting at, um, you know, they are hinting at doing um, Samoa Joe and CM Punk, maybe for the real world champion, maybe real world championship and maybe Samoa Joe's television title. 
that seems like what the uh, seems like a direction they're heading in because Joe issued the challenge and it does look like we're going to get the Bucks against um, against FTR um, as well so that does look like the direction we're heading and with Hikaru Shida becoming a two-time champion uh, even though her reign may not last long I think what we're heading towards is Shida against Soraya you know for the uh, women's championship um, as well and maybe Chris Statlander against uh, uh, I'm assuming Tony Storm for the TBS title that's that's what I'm thinking or it could be the other way around but more than likely Soraya and uh, Soraya and uh, basically uh, Hikaru Shida for the women's title and then Statlander and you know uh, Tony Storm for the uh, TBS title that's that's what I think the direction we're heading in uh, right there I think that's the direction we're heading in right now. Um, we are heading towards... A, now, they haven't made it official yet, but it does look like we're heading to the uh, dis, uh, the dismantling of the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society, which, you know, the which you know if that happens, then, okay, fine, Jericho goes from one stable to another. But according to reports, it looks like we may get Jericho and Osprey. So... If that happens, then maybe that means Jericho is going to go face again. And by extension, the JAS is going to go face um, as well. But we'll see. You know, we, we will see. You know that, or maybe the JAS turns on Jericho and that's the family Don Callis is alluding to. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, they are trying to build momentum to all in, which is good. That's the biggest show of the year. They've got about 80,000 plus tickets already sold. More to probably be sold and everything. And if you saw the uh, the stadium graphic, if you will, basically the seating chart, um, and you see all those seats where tickets are sold for, or the tickets are being sold for, that's massive. And then just have a stage set up, that's massive. So, you know, so it's good on them to do that. Uh, but we'll see where they, where they go for it. They, we'll see what happens, but it does look like we've got a couple of matches lined up, like I mentioned, for All In, which is great. It is tremendous, in my opinion. Great and tremendous. Um, now, outside of that, um, we'll just have to we'll just have to see what they um, what they plan to do, ooh, and everything. Um, you know, moving. F- now, what I'm trying to say is, outside of that, we'll just have to wait and see what else they're going to have planned. And everything for that, where does Kenny Omega fit into this? And everything, is he going to be part of the match with Jericho and Osprey? Will it turn into a triple threat three-way dance for the IWGP US title? Or will it just be one-on-one? I'm thinking it might be a three-way dance. We shall see. Um, but, well, more than likely, we'll get Omega and Takashita. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Takashita, if you will. Can, uh, uh, yeah, basically we'll get Takashita and Omega you know, instead at All In. But we'll see. We'll see what they got planned and everything um, going forward um, th- uh, down the line. But honestly, you know, again, right now, it looks like along with MJF and Adam Cole, we're going to have, for the Real World's Championship, the CM Punk's title, um, Punk and Joe. You know, we're going to have FTR and the Young Bucks. We're going to have Hakara Shida against Soraya. Chris Stantlander against Tony Storm. In my opinion, that could be another one. Because again, because Tony, Cor- Tony Storm, excuse me, and I do apologize for any lag there. Yeah, my thing's loading again. I don't know why it does that at times. You know, it's almost like it's trying to, like I say, trying to do an update and all that. So I do apologize for any lag here, guys. I do apologize. But, um, you know, like I said, the matches right now that, uh, that are going to join Adam Cole and MGF look like going to be CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Young Bucks, FTR, Hikaru Shida and Soraya, Chris Stanlander and, TB, uh, and uh, Tony Storm for the TBS title because Tony Storm, like Soraya, is a UK wrestler or from the UK. And we're probably either going to get Kenny Omega and Takashita, or, you know, Takashita one-on-one, 
and Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay one on one. So, you know, looks like the car it definitely looks like the car is being built up and being built up in a big, big way, and can't wait for that. As far as all out goes, we only have one match for that. That's Luchasaurus and Darby Allen for the TNT title. And I think based on what happens at All In, whatever ramifications are going to happen there will be felt at All Out. So, so yeah, AEW's got a lot to um, a lot to build towards for this big show in London, as well as try to build off that show, as well as simultaneously build to All Out the following week. So they got a lot to do um, a, a, as well. They definitely got a lot to do. The one thing that I think they need Tony Khan needs to address is try to give the US people a bundle package because right now according to Xfinity and some other cable outlets both shows are their own individual pay-per-views both 50 bucks a pop and that's not a good that's not a good a good sign in my opinion if you want to get people invested in your product you know even more even especially now that you're in your what going into your fifth year officially in October five years well, not five years but four years I'd say going into your fourth year officially uh, on the Turner Networks in October and everything. So, you know, if I'm Tony Khan, I talk to the WBD and I try to work out a bundle where, okay, you want them to pay 50 bucks for All In, let's slash the price in half for All Out and give that to them for 25 To me, that's more reasonable. 75 altogether instead of 100 More reasonable, in my opinion. I do apologize for any of that, guys. But, yeah. That's what I think Tony Khan needs to do. That's what I think he needs to do. Uh, agree, let me know if you agree with me or not on that. Uh, but anyway, though, guys, that's that's pretty much all I'm going to say for AEW and overall for wrestling in general. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are um, uh, when you get a chance. Again, this will be on YouTube at the end of this weekend, going into next weekend, because I'm currently suspended from them because of, you know, linking something to... Uh, linking one of my stories that had, you know, something, uh, a cover image, if you will, that was not appropriate. Um, so, I'll explain more about that down the line, of what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, uh, basically, uh, basically, let me know what your thoughts are uh, when you get a chance. Um, in the comments, if there are comment sections down here, uh, let me know what your thoughts are, um, you know, Watching my podcast, watching this on my BW Roses Discussions podcast on Spotify and other outlets, but mostly Spotify because that helps me out in a big, big way. Um, also, you know, check out the Teespring store. The links will be provided in the profile uh, where you can check me out um, as well. Vimo, my Teespring store, Patreon. It'd be all greatly appreciated. But guys, that's all I'm going to say for right now. Thank you all for joining me on this uh, Tuesday. And until next time, I will talk to you all later.